Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, and joining me today is business strategist and former Mrs. Marilyn Taylor Francois, known as Coach T. She has been a serial entrepreneur for over a decade. She's started, scaled, and sold multiple enterprises. She has a knack for helping overwork entrepreneurs reach seven figures in record time. Coach T is a firm believer in creating organic social media strategies that propel service and product-based businesses with massive results. The success of her methods has been featured on ABC, NBC, Fox, MSN, and the Business Insider, just to name a few. Now, guys, we are so excited because today we are going to talk about how you can reach seven figures in less time, how to create content that moves sales, and how to sell your next launch using TikTok without dancing. Life is too short, trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Coach D. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here today. We are just ecstatic to have you here. So with that being said, we have a ton of things to cover. So we're not going to waste a lot of time jumping right into this. So Coach T, you've done that. And we all want to know how we can get there too. How can you reach a seven-figure year while working less? Yeah, so great question. One of my favorite questions to get in these types of interviews and in working with clients. And the simple answer is to start doing less with more intention uh, on what you're doing. And so often those in businesses are, you know, taking a lot of courses, they're attending a lot of master classes, those free master classes. They are buying yet another program, their 10th program that maybe they've gotten through only half the modules. And yet again, they're buying something else. Mm. And what's the problem here is that there's no implementation. There's a lot of execution on the buying and sitting in front of the computer, but not a lot of execution in terms of putting the strategies that are inside of those modules, inside of those trainings to work so that they can actually see results. Now, one of the fastest ways to get started will be to cut down on the number of things that you are trying to do at once. We all have very big goals as entrepreneurs, and that's you know all very good. But the problem is, is that when there are too many irons in the fire at once, we get absolutely nothing done. So it's important to set up a couple of business goals. And the first goal that most people should have at this point is growing an email list and or building an audience, mm-hmm. right? And building an audience goes hand in hand with, of course, getting that email list growing, but that should be objective number one, because at the end of the day, if you are creating a course, if you're you know, figuring out your Shopify store, your store on Etsy, all of that is wonderful. But if there's no one who's ready to go there and buy, what a shame. And so our number one objective needs to be already having 
people who want to buy our stuff before we're even putting the stuff together. And that comes with audience building. That's how you're going to see results from all the things that you're doing. So that's step number one. And then step number two would be to nurture that and nurturing the audience in the form of evergreen educational content that explains to that audience why they need what you do or they need to buy what you have. You wanna explain what the misconceptions are around that. So if you are someone who is often getting objection or someone is saying, well, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, inside of your content, you need to be answering those objections so that those go away. It needs to be a consistent education process. And one of the ways that I teach my clients is to build either a private app community or a Facebook group. And so what they'll do is they will choose two social media platforms, okay? So that could be TikTok, Instagram, um, YouTube, Pinterest, LinkedIn, okay? Notice on purpose, I didn't say Facebook. Why didn't you mention some of the others? It's because it takes a longer time to get traction. And so pick two of those. Become dominant on those platforms by posting daily and have a call to action that does not ask them to sign up for your masterclass. A call to action that simply says, if you like this, to find out more about these topics, come to my app or come to my Facebook group and let that be the call to action. Mm, powerful, yes. Yeah, so that's the start. And inside of the Facebook group and the app, you will continue to nurture them. That solves the needs of your current ideal client where they can go there and they can get free resources. So that's the courtship process. That's the before you get engaged process. So you've got to keep that moving along over a series of days and weeks. Mm -hmm. And then step number three, you need to be creating a magnetic offer. So the magnetic offer is the thing that people already absolutely want. There's a wait list for your product. It's just really good. People want it and you know they want it. And you have validated that because your audience has said over and over again that they want it. Well, how did they tell you? Well, they told you on the first two platforms that you're on in bucket one. They told you inside of your app and your Facebook group community in bucket number two. And now you've got the perfect product or service that they need. They've articulated it well. And now you get to bring it to market and you know exactly how to craft it to them. So that's your magnetic offer. Right. I love that approach. I think that that is so huge as far as actually working less. Here's where we are. We have set up our two locations all right, where we're going to be in bucket one. We know where we are and we know what we need to do. We're in bucket two. What are some of the things that you see or that you know are the stronger senses of content that we should provide to them in our app group or in our Facebook group? What, how should we start there? Well, the first thing is you're going to need to be solving a need. So you need to figure out where is your ideal client standing now, which is often the, the hardest part of the exercise. Mm -hmm. So where are they standing now and where do they want to be? And you need to create a group theme around that. Okay. And then the mm -hmm. second step will be that for your app or for the Facebook group that you will need to grow at a virally fast pace, which will mean you need to be onboarding about 500 people inside of your group or your app um, per month. If you're not, then we've got a problem. And here's where the problem is. If people, okay, if people try to enter your Facebook group or your app and they notice that there's 75 people here, there's 15, 100 people, then it makes them say, well, wait a minute, 
I thought, you know, Rachel said she was an expert in her field here. Right. Uh, so why is it that only 15 other people or only a hundred other people think that she is? That's kind of problematic. Let mm-hmm. me go back to the well and find a, a better positioned expert in the same field who has a larger following. So your objective is to grow fast. And every day that you're not growing, it's starting to be a problem because people are not going to join the group or your app because you're not building that authority. So you'll need to grow quickly there with the authority. And then third, you'll need to make sure that the content inside of your app or your Facebook group is a mirror to the content that the people have said that they wanted inside of those two social media platforms in bucket one. Okay. Now I'm going to have to go right back because I know everybody's like, okay, well, how do I grow that fast? What if I'm creating content that they need and they hear I'm at their pain points, but 500 in a month, how am I able to do that that fast? Now you are an expert at this and that's why you are being asked this question, Coach T. Yeah, so there's so many, there's so many nuances. It's interesting that you say it. So one of the things that, uh, that we have is it's called a Facebook Jumpstart program. And so we teach people how to quickly build a Facebook group. And the reason why I'm saying this is because this story is gonna illustrate why it's hard for me to answer that question very succinctly. So we had a client that was inside of that program and it was in her third week that she had 321 people inside of her Facebook group. She followed everything that we taught her. It was all good. And so one day I went to my messages and I was picking up my kids from school and she sent me a message and she said, well, I just did X, Y, Z. And I immediately got on the phone with the messenger and I said, why did you do that? You didn't follow the steps that you know are outlined. We didn't say to do that. Don't do that. That's going to really affect the number of people who you can get inside of your group in this last week so that you could reach your 500. And she said, oh, I guess I jumped the gun. And I said, yeah, you did. So here's what you need to do to fix it. Go ahead and undo that and then go ahead and apply X, Y, Z technique. So the next morning I wake up to a message from her and her group grew by 261 people overnight. The reason why I illustrate this is because there's no magic sauce that I can teach you in the, in the short amount of time that we're together, because it requires so many nuanced steps to make it happen. But the overall most important arching theme here is that you need to start figuring out what the group is going to be about. And the group cannot be about, you know, Coach T's business strategies. It can't be about Michelle's skincare can't be about, you know, Jason's quick fixes to home improvement because it's not about us. It's about community. So you'll need to make sure that the themes are not you centric and they're pointing outward to your community. And you're saying, well, what can I do to serve you? What do you need right now? Once you figure that out, you'll be on your way. And we do free masterclasses, which get a little bit more in depth to this. And they take five days to get into, to explain all this stuff. But I think mm-hmm. this is a good overview and starting point. Yes, well, because I know that everybody's listening like, wait, hold on. Now, I have been doing all the, all these things and I am only trickling in 10 a month. So what is, what's the difference? So I'm so glad that you said that your program is what makes the difference. You make it so simple and that's what we need to hear. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. So how can you build a solid social media sales funnel without running a lot of the paid ads? 
So by posting organic content, you know, on those two social mm -hmm. media platforms on a weekly basis, and then having the call to action move into your Facebook group, you don't need to have paid ads because now you're building organic relationships. Your content is serving in a better way than any paid ad would serve. You know, paid ads are really a mess. And I'll give you a caveat to them, to the two places I think maybe make sense for paid ads. But in general, Facebook ads and Instagram ads are dead. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of competition there. The algorithms are always changing. We cannot rely on, as much as we love him, we can't rely on Mark Zuckerberg to sustain your family or your business. Mm -hmm. You've got to find an alternative. But what we can rely on or what you should be able to rely on is you consistently posting content, consistently creating content that engages with people. We should be able to rely on you to show up daily in an app or a Facebook group community to continue to nurture relationships and to move those to sales. Now, the caveat is there are two places where I think ads make a lot of sense right now. One of them is LinkedIn. LinkedIn ads are more expensive than any other playground. But if you are a high ticket entrepreneur and all it takes is one or two sales a month and you're, you've made it, then that's a great place for you to play around on. The second are TikTok ads which are a really big thing. We're actually teaching a masterclass on that in the upcoming days and week. So TikTok ads are another great place to, to play around. But in general, I'll tell you, most of my clients have reached the pinnacle of seven figures. In fact, I know we did. The first seven figures we ever made was totally organic. And in fact, at the date that this is being recorded, we don't run any ads and haven't run any ads in a very long time. We've only ever run one ad lost a ton of ROI and now have created a multi seven figure business with not a single penny in ads. So it can be done. Hmm. Okay. Now that's really powerful. Now you mentioned TikTok. Now, how do you sell your next launch using TikTok without dancing? <laughs> yes, so we're creating content that's engaging. So TikTok needs two types of content. The first is evergreen content. So we talked a little bit about that. It's the content that explains what you do, explains why they can't live without it, expands upon some misconceptions about your industry or market, uh, maybe shows people utilizing your products and services and seeing the before and after results. So that's one, that's the evergreen bucket that never mm -hmm. goes away. So you can batch that content. Mm -hmm. And then the second type of content is trending content. And trending content does not mean that you need to dance, doesn't even mean that you need to lip sync, but trending content means staying abreast of the audio trends, staying abreast of the effect trends, staying abreast of the things that the algorithm is currently pushing that you could easily utilize in your business without breaking into any dancing whatsoever. <laughs> but that, uh, you know, but the audio uh, algorithms, the effect algorithms, they matter because you get to ride the wave of the trends without dancing. Yes. Now, what about like the call to action with TikTok? Uh, what should you do with that? Yeah. So the call to action with TikTok would be similar to what I described earlier, which is having the call to action to be a free uh, something. So joining you know, a free Facebook group or a free app where you will expand upon the topics in that particular video, because we know that whatever you talked about in that video intrigued them. So they mm -hmm. want to know more about it. So it'll be expanding on that. So that's what you'll do to you know, a couple of videos a week, note a couple. The rest of the videos, you don't have a call to action, which you're having there is engagement. You're wanting people to comment. You're asking them questions. You're wanting them to engage so that it can boost your videos. Once you get to a certain point where you've been doing this 
for 60 days and the algorithm is happy, you have a nice fan base, then you can start being consistent with every single video having a call to action. Right now, the platform is full of people who are just building audiences. And so the TikTok audience will be thrown off if you immediately start saying, hey, go to my website. Oh, here's my coupon code. Doesn't work like that uh, unless it's a TikTok ad. So you've got to build uh, rapport. So 60 days of rapport building is the name of the game. Okay. All right. Now we mentioned email marketing. Can you do some of this nurturing through an email marketing course versus like maybe a master course? Can you do that? Or is it literally best to do a Facebook group or an app? Um, you can move things in email. It, it completely depends on your business, right? So there are plenty of clients that I have that sell wonderfully on email and that works great, but you've got to think, Hey, on email, you are in competition with everybody else who shows up in someone's inbox that day. That could be good or bad. Right. Um, probably bad because they're not going to check all the emails and yours might be one that they don't check. So one of the benefits of having a Facebook group or an app is that they'll get notifications in an outside platform, which will stand, which will help you stand apart from all of the other stuff in their email inbox. So it can be run multiple ways, but I've seen this be the most optimal way. In fact, 99% of my clients that I've had over the last several years have all taken my advice and created Facebook groups or app. And I would say that 67% of them have reached the million dollar mark within uh, a year's time of doing so. Mm, we're listening and we're excited. We're wondering, what if we don't have high ticket products yet? How can we get to a seven figure mark if our highest product is $97? Should we be looking at growing high ticket products right away? Or how long is the nurturing phase before we're raising into high ticket items? Right. Okay. Great question. So what I would say is that every single business, it doesn't matter if you're Tony Robbins, doesn't matter if you're Michelle from across the street, you should all have three tiers of price points. You should have a low end tier. Okay. Which is going to be something that is with no higher than a $19 price point. Then you've got a higher low tier, which will be no higher than $97. Then you need to have mid tier which will be in the few hundred dollar range, right? And so we always say something about $300 or so. And then it needs to go up from there as you work to your higher tickets. Every business needs to have that. Everyone who is your ideal customer does not want your $97 offer because we know that the $97 offer is going to require a lot of work on their part because it's only $97. And we know that it's going to give very little access to you and the transformation is going to be very minuscule as compared to anything else in your product suite. So you've got to already have higher ticket things built and you will move people through the funnel. So when you say, how long is the nurturing process? Well, the nurturing process is as long as it takes for people to get transformation from your $97 stuff. So if your $97 stuff says that people are going to get a mini transformation that they can see and they can get it, they're certainly going to inquire about, well, what's the next thing? But you need to make sure that everything in your product suite is giving a transformation. And oftentimes people feel like a $97 product. Well, this is the entry. Of course, it's not going to give a huge change. It better give a mini transformation 
Otherwise you've lost the trust of the person and they will never move up your product suite. As far as you have right now is your $97 product. And you know, you have other things that you want to develop, but you don't know yet. Is it best to wait to see what questions people have and then develop something based upon their needs? What's the best step in order to continue to take that customer through your value ladder without going the wrong direction? Yeah. So if you've got your $97 offer, I'm sure hoping that it's already been validated. Mm -hmm. meaning that the market research has said people want this thing and it's selling like hotcakes. It should be if it's only $97. If it's not, you better go back to the drawing board and do some more market research to figure out how you need to either reposition that product uh, or start from scratch altogether. Now, in terms of when you should start having your higher ticket offer, it'll depend on what the market research of your audience is saying. Mm -hmm. Are they saying that they need that right now? Are they saying that Basically, your $97 product completes their need for the time. So it depends on what they need. I would never suggest that an entrepreneur create a product offering just because they think they should create a high ticket. It needs to be validated. So you should create it as soon as it's validated. Gotcha. And that's exactly the answer that I think we all need to hear because sometimes we, we go out there and we build out a funnel and we have, we start at a free item and then we're, we're up, we've got a $50,000 item and everything hasn't been validated through. So I think that that is so powerful that you said that. And it means a lot as we're, you know, building out funnels. Now, before we get into talking about more of what you have to offer, we have to know how you are able to manage it all. You have four small children, you have a husband, a business. What are your productivity secrets? Oh man, it's time blocking and just being diligent to get it done. I think so often there are people who, and this is probably an unpopular opinion, but as a strategist and, and, and someone who's been around so many thousands of businesses, over the years. You know, I think sometimes it's a bit of, are people staying in their zone of genius mm. or are you dabbling in places that you have no business? And so what I think it also comes down to is figuring out, well, what things do I do really well? Is what are the things nobody else can do like me? And then what are the things that, hey, I can do them, but I don't love them. And when I start dabbling that, it sure becomes frustrating and it takes a lot of time. And I'm spending way more time on this. And guess what? The result of it is nowhere near as well put together as if someone else who loved it and was an expert in it. did. So that's one, mm, figuring out yes. when you need to delegate. Yes. And uh, most people will say, well, I can't delegate because I'm not making any money right now. And I would probably say the unpopular thing, which is you won't make any money until you delegate. Right. <laughs> so, um, so you'll have to do that. So that's one. Um, the, the second is sort of just setting boundaries. And it's something that I've gotten better at over the years. I do spend a decent amount of hours working. We have really worked hard, especially in this new year, to make sure that I'm pretty much working on a four-day work week outside of launch weeks. Mm. And that's been nice too, to making sure everything gets finished. Right. Um, but, but overall, just prioritizing. And if everyone makes their list of the priorities, the things they want to see move in the business and stick to those before they move on to other things, I know everyone here will be just as productive as me and see great results. So uh, excited to hear about it. Yes, yes. Well, you have given us so much and we are, of course, asking for more. And this is where we go deeper for our audience and we provide a mentoring moment. So 
Coach T, let us know if you had the opportunity to post a worldwide billboard, what would your message be? Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. Let's see. What would the message be? Well, the message to entrepreneurs would likely be to start from a place of service and then sales will come. Mm, so true. We forget that. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And, and I think one of the reasons why some kind of struggle with sales and, and rightfully so, I mean, people have bills to pay, families to feed, but one of the reasons why I think sales are hard for some is that there's this energy of needing the sale that's so desperate and it comes across to the potential customer instead of the only thing that you want to come across to your potential customer is a place of service. Yes, mm -hmm. they can pay for your stuff, but when they know that you care, then they're ready to hear about what you have. And if they don't think you care and they think this is all about you getting the greenbacks, then that will certainly also affect the way things go and your sales funnel. So true. Yes, yes. Well, you have done it, my friend, but we have to let everyone know how you can be found and how, if they're struggling on these different platforms that you've named to get, a, get an audience in, especially 500 people growing every month, how can you be reached and how can they get more of what you have to offer? Okay, excellent. So I think one of the best ways to get started is to attend one of our trainings. They're completely free, different times of the month. They're all about different topics. So come sit in on one of those and see what you can learn because you'll have plenty of time. Usually they span you know, anywhere from a day to five days of, of free content. If you start implementing those things, I know you'll see results. Yes. All of the information will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for bringing so much value. And we look forward to moving our business to the next level without working near as hard as we have been. Thank you yes. so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.